once came another man. Style of tall. Go ahead. I'll be honest. I, I played a very high standard. Young uh, superstar. Give some lessons. Determination. Was extremely... Welcome to the Chess Underground. Eccentricities, peculiarities, and theoretical novelties. And I felt be Okay, welcome back to the Chess Underground. I am really thrilled uh, this this month to be joined by National Master James Canty III, who I will let introduce himself. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Um, it's definitely a pleasure, and I love doing podcasts like these. So, uh, I'm National Master James Canty III, 28 years old. I turn 29 next month. So, uh, for me, I am uh, on the road to Grand Master. I've been a National Master since 2010. So it's about time for the upgrade. I am playing at yeah. strength now, and uh, you know, well, now it's uh, I'm I'm definitely pursuing it, studying wise, tournaments wise, everything from there. So I am a pro player now. Actually, all my my income comes through chess. I work for chess.com, and content creator on YouTube and Twitch, and uh, everything else. Man, loving it, but definitely going for this GM. That's my main focus right now. I'm gonna say so. You're you're like living the life right now, right? I mean, that's like that's the you're living the dream kind of, right? In a, yes, absolutely. Uh, in a way, but definitely, I see. Uh, you know, you always have the um, the goal. And Hikaru, Hikaru, and Levy, um, basically numbers on YouTube and Twitch. That is the goal. So um, right. definitely, that is uh, where the bar is. So I'm I'm headed towards that. So I, I see it, clear vision, got the right things in place now. So now it's just me, a matter of me pumping out the right content and being consistent, and and you know, and never giving up. Yeah, so they say that like you know, regularly scheduled content is is perfect. And before I forget, by the way, you are in like the peak playing age to go for GM. I think I remember reading there were like some studies done about this, and twenty nine to thirty five is like when you peak as a chess player. How do you feel about that? Um, I think that you know that the opinions are uh, always welcomed in the year, <laughs> and you're right. You're absolutely right to every opinion that you have. Because, uh, you know, I think age is nothing but a number in a way, especially mm-hmm. they say mind and body has to be correct. And one of my um, people that I look up to is actually this uh, 80-year-old woman that looks like she's like 20 years younger, but she's uh, very, very fit, has abs and everything. And that's because she, you know, mindset, like she can, and there's dudes like that too. There's like 60, mm-hmm. 70 years old that can outdo guys in their 20s and outrun them, outlift them, outwork them endurance-wise because... Of the mindset, number one, but number two is also working. You have to work and you also have to do the mindset thing. So, of course, you do. They say, oh, you deteriorate and, like, it gets worse as you get older. Yeah, that's true, but that's for the people that don't do anything. And that's the stereotype. It, that's not for everyone. You know, that's how, that's how I look at things. So, that's interesting because I would say just within, like, the last maybe decade, maybe 15 years, chess players have started taking fitness very seriously, you know? That's correct. Absolutely. And, Mind and body got to be correct. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, like, what? what's your 
what's your work? I mean, what do you do? Like, how do you keep yourself fit? You know, you said you're going for GM and, and trying to play yeah, in I like serious to hit tournaments. The gym. I, hit, I like to hit, I, do, I like to do mostly, um, you know, I was, uh, at one point I was almost going to be uh, competing for bodybuilding. Oh, so wow. I'm very, okay. fit. I'm pretty nice with like workouts, what I should do, what I should look up, I'm tracking my, um, tracking macros, which is uh, of course my, my, my nutrients and how much I'm getting and based off my weight and how many calories I also track, you know, how many, um, uh, what I'm doing, uh, how many calories I burn so that I know how intake and outtake and stuff like that. And also, um, using, you know, the right, I'm a vegetarian as well. So that helps, but it's mm-hmm. just pretty easy to, um, to work out for me. I've been working out a lot, but I do a lot of weightlifting, weight training, and then weight training always opens up the, uh, the fat burning for you. So it just kind of melts off you like butter after like 45 minutes So of weight training. So then after I run afterwards and I'll do uh, probably 30 minutes of running usually in, in intervals of like six miles, six miles per hour, then back down to three and two and then going back and forth, but you're keeping your heart rate up and I'm working out and lifting. And it's funny because I'm in the gym and they're like, man, yo, you ripped, bro. Like, yo, you working out, you know, like, hey, man, what you yeah. do? Like, and I'm like, yo, I'm just playing chess. And they're like, yo, you're doing all this to play chess. And it's so funny because like, you know, I don't look like the typical like, you know, you're training for chess. But I, I right. you know, I'd like to do, I also like to do, uh, if you ever heard of the battle ropes, I'll take those. Those are my favorite thing to use at the gym is the battle ropes where you take literally two ropes and you wrap them around. And, and it's part of the gym. You wrap it around like the bar and you actually do like uh, uh, alternating your arms as fast as you can, making the ropes make a ripple. It's very fun. But yeah. also at the same time, it burns a lot of calories on top of weight training. So I'm burning calories right before I even jump on the treadmill and run. So it helps. But then and when I go back to study, when I'm studying my study game, uh, I feel so much better. And like I can study more. I'm focused more. And I can always tell the difference when I work out as opposed to, you know, a week off, which I was doing, you know, because of COVID and things like that. Right. And like chilling and trying to work out at the house was uh, much harder to do. I still do, um, for especially like abs or something like that. If it's the ab today, I'm just going to stay at the house and do abs and stuff like that. So working out is very important. Though. There's actually Gary Kasparov. There's a YouTube video of him. There's like a documentary of Gary. Mm-hmm. But Gary was ripped, bro. Gary was like, <laughs> I was like, yo, this is not Don't mess Gary. with Gary. Bro, he looked like Hulk. Like he was ripped. He had the muscles. He had his shirt off and he was like abs. I was like, yo, who is this? Like, this is not the same Gary. And I was like, yo, that was nuts. But he was preparing. You also see, the, of course, the, the famous Bobby Fischer doing sit-ups in his uh, yeah. hotel hotel room. So, so like, know, honest question, though. Like, board. you you right now today versus that version of Gary, you know, the ripped ab version in chess boxing, who wins? Oh, boxing-wise, I'm taking Ch- chess I'm boxing. Chess boxing. Chess boxing? Yeah, yeah, I got him. I got him there because, you know, um, number one, I'm from Detroit, so I've been through a lot of fights. <laughs> and then number two is... Um, yeah, you know, I lift heavy weight, you know, my max on the bench. I don't do it anymore because I don't need to. I mm-hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, was somebody I uh, I looked up to. I actually have his bodybuilding book. So I was, uh, he was like, I, I watched some videos. He was just saying mm-hmm. like, hey, it's no need to lift that heavy. He was saying, if I can go back, you know, there's no need to lift that heavy. So um, now I do like 215 all around, which means 215. Okay. On a bench press, max really was what I like to do. I could do a little bit more, but it's not needed really. But 215, maybe 250 sometimes. But I could max out at 315, which is three plates on both sides. So, you know, one of those haymakers, a left or right hook, it's a wrap for Gary. He out of there. <laughs> he out of there, bro. It's not even close. But, you know, not like you know, like the, the in chess boxing, I think the chess round comes before the boxing round. 
Right. And I, I can hang with him. Oh, I'll be able to you hang gotta, with him. You just got to survive those, like, just have to survive. Yeah. yeah, I'll probably take him to the end game and hopefully, you know, knock him out before the end game. Knock him out before the end game is because, like, <laughs> you know, that's usually how it would be. I'll take him to the end game. Yeah. Most likely. I'll be able to, it'll probably be my best chance to fight against Gary in his prime. You don't think he can like duck, duck, dodge, dive out of the out of the boxing rounds? You think he, he can, probably you know? could? He probably could. But I mean, those you little know, guys you can only tough, do that you know so much. I mean? Those That's little correct. guys are hard to hit. But correct. But you can only do that so much, right? <laughs> you know, you're going to get caught with one or two, and after a while, you just like in chess, you start to figure out what they do, right. how they do things. So you're like, oh, he's doing it like that. That's how he's. So let me catch him this way. Let me try this. Let me reverse the move order, like in chess. Mm-hmm. You know, let me reverse it and see if it works this way. Instead of that way, so. Yes. So you probably saw also like that. I think there, I think it was an ESPN piece on Fabiano Caruana's training. Do you know what I'm talking about? Actually, I've never seen that. I'll probably look it up. Um, I, yeah, um, check it out. I think it was something about you know how they looked at how many calories you burn during a chess match, like a really? you know like a serious tournament game. I've heard of that. I've heard of the six thousand calorie thing. Yeah, uh, I've heard of that before. I've also heard that uh, um, Karpov lost um, eighteen pounds. During their one month match, something like that, mm-hmm. because of uh, it was scored, you know, that there it was different than where they could go home and, and analyze and then come back. But it was, uh, yeah, I think that's what, um, I think, he, yeah, it, they do burn a lot of calories that way, but it's not enough for you to like not work out, you know, you still have to right. work out, but it is, uh, it's very important to work out because you need that endurance. That's why running is nice, especially after doing heavy uh, lifting. And lifting period is because you need that endurance because when you need to sit for six hours and still focus yeah. high level, you know, that's, that's very hard to do. What What would you say to somebody who is just like, you know, chess, come on, that's a board game. That's not a sport. You know, you don't need to train for a board game. What would you, what would you say? Well, chess is life and life is chess. That's always my <laughs> quote. And it's like chess is life and life is chess. Every decision you make, you know, it, mm-hmm. it affects you in the future. It affects you now. Whatever, you know, it's the same thing on the chess board. This decisions that you make, right? And taking advantage of things, just like in life, taking advantage of opportunities right? and, and things like that. So chess is life, life is chess. That's what I'll tell them. And hopefully they get it or they don't, and that's okay. Yeah, you know, I feel like, I feel like again, there, like 10, 15, maybe 20 years ago, there was a stigma around chess, you know, that it wasn't really a sport. But I think that's lifting. You know, I think that's going away. I think that's disappearing. Absolutely, absolutely. In fact, I mean, well, of course, they have it as an esport now. But right. that's cool. I actually got signed to an esports team in chess, which I'm very proud about, very excited about. What and, team? Uh, Can you tell us, I, or is it is it still? Yeah, I got signed to uh, Noble Noble Esports back in like February, I think. Maybe nice, March. but cool. Signed to Noble Esports. I'm one of like seven streamers, one of seven chess players. Period. They got signed to an esports team, so I'm pretty uh, hype about that. It's pretty nice, Noble. Got the jersey and um, all the gear and all the stuff, and it's awesome, bro. It really is. But Hikaru and Levy and the Botez sisters and people like that have uh, definitely paved the way for more right. people and more avenues to open up. So they may be doing one thing, but then you know other companies or other sponsors or brands want to do this, so they grab and and you know there's so many people to choose from streamers wise as we start to grow more. And I'm trying to be at the top, like you know where Hikaru and Levy is and the big boys. And, you know, every day we grow in. So it's just mm. a matter of time now. So, uh, you know, you were talking about chess as an eSport. What what sort of things are you going to be, do you know, can you disclose what sort of things are you going to be doing with Noble? Uh, are there going to be like tours, competitions? Uh, how does that work? Mostly competitions, of course, mm. uh, front page publicity for Twitch. So I can get on the front page of Twitch, which is usually, that's hard to do. You know, and yeah. you have a, a sponsorship with that, which is pretty nice, a partnership at least. Um, and 
we do uh, other things like um, um, tournaments or uh, really anything that I want to do in a way, mm -hmm. basically. So it's kind of free will because I'm the first chess player signed to Noble. So they're like, yo, okay. you know, what do you want to do? I'm like, we can do this. We can do that. There's also a tournament. Anytime there's a tournament, they sponsor me, of course, with it and uh, make sure publicity's out. So it's a, it's a it's more of a uh, avenue that was that was uh, opened up. The door opened up for me, and yeah. they love it, man. Everything's great. I got a video out with like, hey, welcome to Noble and all this other stuff. So we've already had an event or two that went very successful. I've been on the front page of Twitch already too, and uh, it's just hype. You know, it looks good. Yeah, that, I mean that's really cool. I I know that recently there was also the first ever like chess esport you know streamer agency that came out. Is that Noble or am I, is that a different one? Does Noble that do was, other uh, ones? C nine, I think okay. C nine, um, Cloud hmm. nine is one with Andrew Tang. Then you have TSM, okay. which is the biggest one. TSM is like you know that's probably one of the top three esports teams. TSM yeah. signs a lot of people. They actually. You know, they get paid a lot, actually, too, from what I looked at salary-wise. I was like, bro, that's nuts. So, But you have to be yeah, very, it's very... Yeah, it's you know, a big industry. Yeah, Hikaru has a million Twitch followers, so that tells you what kind of, like, how high you have to be up to be, you know, with TSM. So TSM, though, um, they signed Hikaru. Yeah, I didn't even know this. There, Hikaru has a stream room inside of uh, TSM where he goes wow. there. He can sleep in his stream room. I'm like, oh, that's... That's the next level. Like, yeah, you know, no but kidding. Of course, wow. we're getting it. But of course, you know, I'm going to keep doing it, keep grinding it, and I'm going to get there. So at the same time, though, um, it's nice, man. It's nice. Hikaru's with them. Team Envy is uh, the Botez sisters. Mm -hmm. And uh, we also have Nemo. I forgot what team she's on. CL9, something like that. But yeah, and then uh, Chess Coach Ned is on Premier. And I'm on Noble. And Anna Kramling's on one, too, as well, from what I remember. There's also a Krikor, a Brazilian, I think, who's okay. a Brazilian grandmaster who signed to the Brazilian esports team, of course. So it's pretty nice for him. I think he's the first over there, but it's really opening up new doors and avenues and people able to play for teams. And when big events happen or when you're, you're playing, you can spot, you can, you know, play under a team name. Right. And, uh, and, every, and it's nice. So it's good. Like, it's, it's just so much stuff that's opening up. This is only the beginning, too, bro. It's like, I know, you know, that's what's crazy. If you look at any kind of like, you know, market projection for what esports are going to become, I mean, they're already to the level in terms of hours watched, uh, you know, comparable with like, you know, the NFL, which is nuts. Right, right. Um, that's nuts. So, so I mean, it's just a huge, you know, burgeoning industry. You mentioned they, they sponsor you for tournaments are we talking like online only or o can you do otb ones as well i can do otb as well if i do otb um it will more be a uh, more sponsorship as in like uh publicity gear mm -hmm. things like that um letting me uh, uh kind so of like you wear... support correct yeah i'll be wearing certain jerseys or yeah, certain yeah, yeah. gear that represents noble and and, and be out there and, and they know we take pictures things like that support I also get a bigger, a nicer, uh, a nicer check from Twitch uh, being a part of Noble because they have a bigger partnership. Nice, uh, okay. but I but I have to run more ads um, for people that aren't subscribed. So in the end, it actually helps because it generates more income because people don't want to be watching ads. Yeah, and it, and it also helps for people that don't want to subscribe. And what you can, you can watch for free, but it does come with the ads that have to be ran every fifteen minutes. Yeah, yeah, I imagine it gets like more um, regimented. You know, the the bigger you get, probably. Right, correct. And the bigger you get, you know, the bigger you get, more stuff, you get more stuff. That's where we at. So walk me walk possible. me through a little bit. I, I saw that you played recently in the Chicago Open. Is that right? Yep. 
And was that an event where you did some sponsorship work as well? Like, did you um, wear the jersey? Actually, did you do that sort of thing? Or uh, that one, that one, actually, I did wear the jersey mm-hmm. once. I wore the jersey, and I actually did not tell them as much as I should have because I was already prepping. I was just prepping, and yeah. I have to let, of course, the team know. But they knew it was like you know, congrats. And I think they put a tweet out, but mm-hmm. usually I have to let them know ahead of time, and I just didn't because I'm I'm so focused on GM that mm-hmm. I didn't even care. I was just like I'm trying to get to GM and study. So that's all I was mm-hmm. doing was studying. And the only thing I did do uh, was uh, luckily um, this brand partnership that I have with Brain Fuel, which is actually a very, um, uh, it's a, a cerebral beverage. It's a performance drink that has caffeine, but also has, uh, um, uh, what else is that? Um, I forgot. Uh, what is this? Ginseng, a- something like that? Nope. Yes. Yeah, no? okay. In a way, in a way. Yeah. It's actually... Let me see what's in here. Um, beetroot, coffee green extract, green tea extract. Yeah, it's literally very good stuff. It's made by an eye surgeon. So mm-hmm. he was doing um, 11 hours a day, you know, doing eye surgery, right? And um, taking eight coffee, take taking eight cups of coffee in a day, right? That's like mm-hmm. ridiculous. So yeah. uh, you have to have something mental and, and better than that. And this is a performance energy drink that's not like a Red Bull because I'm not into that type of stuff. So mm. it's very cool. It works with the brain and things like that. A lot of zinc in it, potassium, and some vitamins. And it's very nice. So I, I got that uh, they, that sponsor, that partnership with them. So they came out there. They actually dropped me off some uh, boxes of brain fuel and a hat and a hoodie. And I was repping brain fuel. And people was asking, like, yo, what is this? Because nice. it's actually, like at the Chicago it, Open. This was correct, happening. bro. Yeah. It's literally like a cheat code because mm. I use this to, to study, actually. In fact, it increases my focus. It helps with the blue light on the screen as well. And it increases my focus without the crash at the end that you usually get from caffeine. Yeah. Um, which is really good. A little bit of sugar in it too, not much. <laughs> I feel like you, can, you shouldn't give away too much. Fide might try to ban it. Ah, uh, exactly. I was thinking, <laughs> I was like, bro, this is fire. Like, hey, you know, yeah. but I know Fide was trying to ban caffeine one They time. did. Do you remember anyway, that at the I Olympia? Mean, I, yeah, there was yeah, like a player like revolt. They were something. like, you got to be kidding me, man. I'm yeah, that was stupid. And, and and everybody was like, yeah, I'm going to have coffee, right? So they're never going to go yeah. through through with that kind of thing, right? And of course, people even like, people drink. Like I know uh, Timur Gureyev. I heard mm. a story about him, uh, Grandmaster. Very strong and super cool. I mean, like I'm friends with him on Facebook. So Yeah, but the he, Blindfold uh, King. Yeah, Blindfold King. Yeah, mm-hmm. I heard a story from my buddy, Atulia Shetty. Shout out to him. But he told me that Timo Gureyev left. It was like maybe in Vegas. They, they're actually playing literally as we speak right now. But uh, they're playing. I think they are playing too, which is very ironic. But I think they're actually playing right now in this round. Or it might be game over by now. But I think, I think the next round, round. I, I got a buddy playing out there. And his next round, he's in one of the under sections. He he okay. starts his next game in 20 minutes. So they might still be playing. They might still be playing. They yeah, might, Timor, yeah. And, Timor and Atulia are actually might be playing right now. But... Atulia told me that uh, Timor had left from the board. And first off, he was already drunk. So he was already just drunk at the board. You could <laughs> smell the alcohol on him. And then he <clears> left <throat> for an hour to go do yoga and came back to the board. And I think he still lost the game or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, not T- uh, Timor did, but it was the fact that you can do these things. It is allowed, you know, yeah. in, in tournaments, right? So, of course, uh, with that all being said, like I can use almost any you know, thing and I want coffee or, you know, uh, if I want to have an alcoholic beverage, which I usually don't, of course I have before. The National Open is crazy. Have you, have you played out there? <laughs> I have not. I actually will be playing next year. This year, uh, actually was uh, more focused on Chicago and maybe World Open, but I actually didn't know how big, because I've never played in this tournament. I've ne- yeah. I didn't know how big it was. I'm still actually 
newer to FIDE as it, okay. it, Detroit didn't have as many opportunities or you know the U.S. in general didn't have a whole lot of FIDE stuff Correct. going on until like yeah. the last decade, fifteen years. Yep, and I remember you know I've been to 2000, 2010, I was a master, but mm-hmm. I was only USCF master with zero FIDE rating. Yep. I had no FIDE rating in twenty fourteen. Yep. My FIDE rating was zero, and that was twenty fourteen, right? So. And then the first one came out that was 2353 provisional. So I was mm-hmm. hyped. I'm like, let's go. Then I go to a norm tournament, right? Nine rounds. I do four and a half out of nine, literally 50%. And I dropped 100 points. And I was like, yo, that yeah. didn't even make sense. US players like, are so underrated. US players yeah, are so but, underrated. But the problem, what I was mad about FIDE is that the fact that everybody I played in there was 2300 plus. So mm-hmm. how in the world do I drop 100 points if I get 50% of with 2300 plus competition? I didn't, I didn't get it. I, I was definitely had a bone to pick with FIDE because I was like, yo, everybody in here, this was a closed invitational Charlotte tournament, yep. 10 players for an IM norm. And you telling me that I got, I'm dropping 100 points provisionally? I was kind of mad. I was like, yo, I, I, I can understand maybe 50 or like, but they dropped like 100 points for that four and a half out of nine with hard competition. So I was like, yeah. okay, this is going to be tough, but that's okay. I won't let it slow me down. So still on the grind. Yeah, I mean, FIDE points are really, really hard to come by, like, in the U.S. Yeah, they might change it eventually. I've been hearing things about that, and, like, players at the top, like, maybe we'll change, or maybe they always say something about a change, but mm-hmm. maybe, maybe not. Maybe they'll change it, but it does become increasingly harder and harder, and as the engines and the prep work, it just becomes harder. But, you know, um, you have to get a little bit lucky, is what they say as well. Like, uh, certain tournaments you can play in, for instance, closed tournaments, or maybe yeah. you out prep everybody, or you may play in an open tournament somewhere that is nine rounds, but nobody knows that it's like it's not one of those tournaments that everybody goes to. So you mm-hmm. do have better chances of you have to be smart about what tournaments you pick and yeah. things like that, so that you can go there. And I heard this a lot about uh, actually shout out to Casa. Casa Corley told me that you have to be smart about it about tournaments that you go to um, um, for getting norms and things like that. And because, you know, maybe you'll you, like if it's a bad one, you could drop 20, 30 points and now you, you it's you it's hard. It's yeah, very, very it's hard, hard to get those points back. It's hard. Right. Yeah. Especially like Vegas one. Vegas is a very hard one. They probably norm up at. But it also is probably, you know, I think it's it's hard, but it's actually not, which is kind of oxymoron. It's kind of weird. But and I say it's hard because there is a lot of competition there. But also, you know, there's so much competition. It's the point that you can get a GM, then you can get an IM or an FM. You can get there's a lot of room for a shakeup to happen i'll tell you something where you could have weird I'm, stuff happen i'm uh, sorry i was i was just gonna say oh, yeah, you know, no, vegas this is vegas in particular so like for picking your tournaments um i i played in the national open a bunch i played in it almost every year from like 2000 2000 to 2007 and i played in it again a while and uh this year i don't know if you follow the national open there was like a lead chess broadcast and some other stuff there were a lot I'll of upsets round call. one yeah, and one of my buddies, accident. who's like a 1900, uh, he's been on the show before. We just chatted. Uh, his name's Daniel Garrett. He texted me and he said, "What's with all the upsets?" You know, and maybe it's COVID, maybe it's this. And I it said, is. "Look," I said, "Look in Vegas, about one third of the players are there to party. About <laughs> one third of the players are there to play serious chess, and about one third of the players are somewhere in between." <laughs> oh man, you know what? That's I think nice. that's true. I think that's, that's true. So if you're there to nice. play a serious chess, you're gonna you have an advantage. You know, you're actually right, and that's yeah. where I'm gonna go next year too as well. But you're actually correct. Some people just don't there just to play or whatever. They just but, want to party. Yeah, they just yeah. Want to but also time. the COVID thing has been huge because I know how big, how strong I've gotten in the last two years mm-hmm. because of COVID. I mean, mm-hmm. I've gotten very, 
very strong. Round one of Chicago Open, I was a move away from beating a Wonder Liang, who's like wow. 2,600 feet at. He's 2,591 feet at. Yeah. 2,600, basically, and I had him. And we talked about it. He was like, yeah, you had me. And I was like, I know. I know. I'll never forget it. But at the same time, I do know where I'm playing at strength-wise. Mm. So I just need to play better and keep going and not give up, step on the gas at this point. So it's uh, going to uh, these tournaments like Vegas and World Open's coming up. But I think it's a little bit too close for me. So I'll be waiting. I'm actually planning for the next one right now to see where the next Norm tournament at, especially if it's close by two. I'm doing very selective planning. Like, you know, oh, this one could be like a steal, meaning like there'll be a few players here that, you know, you don't have to prep as hard for and like mm. – uh, Sometimes you don't have those uh, those kids in the tournaments or even people that are just like me. I'm underrated. So yeah. you have an underrated player you play and it can mess up your norm chances, especially if you lose or Andrew Tang lost to a 2150. Right. So yep. unless you know, like how people are underrated and, you know, so how hard the games can be. So, well, to be fair, he's in Vegas and I believe he celebrated his 21st birthday last year. I so, didn't know that. So maybe well, he is now, you know, maybe he's he in that one be. third, you know what I mean? The, You're right. He yeah. could, that very well could be the case. <laughs> I remember being 21. I don't want to speculate. I don't want to speculate. I mean, when I was 21, I did not care as much about chess. I did, yep. but I was definitely 21. So being 28, I'm like, okay, cool. I probably should have did more chess, but mm. now making up for that time. What, uh, so like what, you know, I, I made a really big push uh, maybe four or five years ago now. Um, I'd been sitting in the 2200s forever. I made a really big push to study. I was like, I'm doing it. I'm getting over 2300. I don't care. And I'll tell you, it was it was a struggle. You know, it was it was tough to stay motivated and to keep going to tournaments. You know, what what do you do to keep yourself motivated? To keep yourself, you know, like you know, studying every day, which you kind of have to do. That's a grind, you know. What do you do? What do you do to get through um, that? I guess it, it literally starts with the mindset. It starts mm -hmm. with the mindset, and you have to have it as something and go, something to work for, something to look at. And that's why I like to watch streams always in the background. I got two screens, so mm -hmm. I always like to have streams in the background. And you know, sometimes inspirations in there where they'll be playing this game, or they'll say something about an event, or you may see something that might inspire you a little bit more. But for me, you know, not only do I have the goals, but I also know like there's only four black grandmasters in the world, so. Me being five or, or six or seven. Now, of course, I'm trying to be five. But mm. if, you know, six or seven, I'd say, look, I'm not mad. You know, there's only four in the world. So with that being said, me having that, that's one thing on me. And then, of mm. course, uh, after that, once you reach it, then what? Right. It's 2,700 feet is next because that's always a great goal mm. to be 2,700 feet. That's insane. And uh, also, you also have to have a love for the game. Magnus said, I remember Magnus said this, never forgot it. Magnus said that. You know, if you don't love it anymore, like the, that's when you stop playing. That's when you quit. It's basically when you yeah. don't love playing the game. And I was like, and that's like, yeah, I do actually love playing the game. And in fact, I hate studying sometimes. Sometimes I study five to six hours a day, every day, at least. But if um, to doing that, it's hard. Sometimes like if you, you don't want to, like you'd be tired. Like I'm like, yo, bro, I don't want to study today. But I'm like, well, you know, I've been doing it every day so long that even if I don't want to, I still do. I still do. So it just becomes, you know, a, a part of you. And that's exactly yeah. what you want it to be until you don't have until you don't have to anymore, which is like basically probably when I hit the levy. But even then, when I hit the levy and Hikaru numbers, that's going to be more time for me to study because I'm telling you when I do that happens, I will be cutting down on lessons. I will be like, hey, look, I don't have not that I don't have time, but I'm going to have to go up a lot more because now yeah. I, now I'm, ha I'm I'm trying to study. The only thing I want to do literally is spend time with my sons which are young, three and uh, one, and then... Uh, oh, fun age, very fun age. 
Yeah, right. Very fun age, right? And study chess literally all day. Maybe stream and make YouTube content. That's all I want to do. Virtually, that's what I do anyway. But at the same time, um, I do have to do other stuff um, a little bit more. But yeah, studying is um, is what I want to do. Bro, I hit GM. Then when I hit GM, it's about keeping it and being good because people hit GM. You notice that most of them keep dipping, or they hit a title and they dip. And yeah. I'm like, that's not me. And I notice that a lot. I'm even looking at the you know Vegas results. I'm like, oh. I know he, I am, but he dropped like, yo, you down like a lot, bro. That's crazy how you got the title and then dropped. Like, no, that's not, I'm not trying to get the title and drop. I'm trying to get the title and go above, you know, and yeah. be healthy, healthy title, right? Not like, oh, I'm 2300 title. 2300 I am is like, what happened, right? You know, it hurts a lot because you need at least 2400 FIDE. I mean, yeah, FIDE, unless you win the title, that's a little different. So <clears throat> you mentioned when you were studying, you like to have streams on in the background. Who do you like to watch? Like, who are you a I fan watch, of? Um, I'm not, honestly, you know, I'm in the chess category. But mm -hmm. usually if Hikaru's on, I'm watching Hikaru. If Chess Weave is on, I'm watching Chess Weave. Shout out to okay. my homies over there. Chess Bra, watching Chess Bra. They helped me even make partner. I remember um, back when uh, I made partner in the first six months of streaming. But they nice. knew I was close. And it was like, yo. Hey, you know, when you stream, if you, if you want, we'll raid you. And they did. So I always, like, give back to them. And, That's awesome. And like, uh, yeah. and like, uh, really, really give kudos to them because they've been the first. They was like the first streamers. They like legendary. They like triple OGs in chess and chess streaming because they literally <laughs> have been doing. So there's it. like levels of it. You can be a, you can levels, be a single bro. OG, a double OG, or right. triple I'm a, OG. I'm a okay. single OG. Correct. You're a single I'm single. OG. Okay. And then I think Hikaru is like triple now. I mean, he he was fast triple because he's mm. just it's Hikaru. So it's already come with the title. Like he just right. he'll go anywhere just, just by being Hikaru. Just he because gets the triple he's Hikaru. OG. Yeah, Correct. Yeah. It's just because he's a car. It doesn't matter if he was on Twitch streaming or YouTube streaming. He was going to make it already. Right. And then uh, you got Levy and, and all them. Right. So I'm up there, but I ain't there yet with them. So I'm still working on it. And mm -hmm. I actually start out to my man's Hikaru. I'm actually collabing with him on Sunday on his oh, stream. Nice. So that's awesome. It. Yeah. That's gonna what, be you guys, what are you guys going to do? Can you give us a preview? Yeah, we're actually going over. Um, um, we're going to look at historical games that he played and we're going to play them out. From certain positions so oh, i was cool. like that's pretty okay. fun so i'm actually analyzing them so i can um be a little have a little bit more edge because this mm. is about to be hard yeah i mean it's a game. i mean it's i'm Hikaru. about to play against the <laughs> yeah. so even yeah. if i do analyze i'm gonna still know and probably still lose in some situations i am i know i am in mm. certain situations i'm gonna lose but i am gonna fight for my life and i'm gonna learn i'm going to learn that's all it's about you know it's about learning so i'm gonna see how much i can learn from him on something that's gonna be very fun and i'm gonna try to do as many streams with him as humanly possible so yeah no kidding that's yeah. that's a great opportunity like to, to get better um Absolutely. so do you do you watch uh any any do you follow like any games anything that is not chess like any other streams or uh, mainly just chess ones oh shout out to chess coach net too yeah he got me into streaming he actually mm -hmm. i watched his stream a lot too when he's on if he's on i watch him over everybody else because I, okay. I know him personally that's frank johnson but he uh oh, yeah 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 he's been around uh yeah i know him since i was like 12 so like 16 years now I've been knowing him, and that's what I saw him streaming. I was like, yo, what is this stream thing? And then six <laughs> months later, I started streaming. So um, big shout out to him. But uh, when it comes to he streamed Call of Duty and other stuff too. But other mm -hmm. outside of that, I like to watch music streams because I'm, um, you know, the DMCA thing was huge. So I like mm -hmm. getting real music that I can actually get rights to and actually stream without any problems. So I like to be right. in music streams, try to find those and like uh, grab some music from them or you know, shout out to Austin Mills. He was fire. I actually bought his whole discography for my stream. And uh, I found some other people I like and bought, bought some music from them. 
so I can use it on my streams. I like music streams, and I used to watch Tekken because I like Tekken a little bit. I used to play that, and then I used to watch Ooh, which, Capcom. Which version? Which version of Tekken? Honestly, any Tekken. I didn't. Any even Tekken? Care. Okay. I didn't even. Who is your, who's your main character? Watching. I used to use uh, my favorite was Law or King, but Law okay. was probably my go-to. I had to always use Law and Melee too. I would be watching. I'll be watching Armada sometimes. Armada is scientist. Some I forgot, but he 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 nice. Armada like that guy. When it comes to like Smash Bros stuff like mm. that, I used to use Fox all the time, and I was oh, nice. Oh, dude, Fox was it? Fox was like a cheat character. In yeah, no, I was nice. Smash Bros. I was, was real nice, fast. and I was like, you know. But then, you know, I saw these people online, and I was like, you know what? Two K <laughs> actually basketball. Right? You think Recently, you're good? You think you're good at Smash oh, yeah, Brothers, and then you right. watch some people online. In and fact, it's like, oh my god! Speaking of other games, I, was, I had a PS4, which I don't mm. use no more, so I just gave it away in a way. But because I'll be studying for GM that I don't even care about nothing else. I don't, mm. I don't, my TV's for my sons. They watch TV. I don't. So mm. with that being said, though, um, I had uh, Mortal Kombat and I had, um, what was the other one? Uh, 2K NBA. Okay. So I'm like, bad. You know, I used to be nice at 2K14. I, I used to like, you know, I spent four or five hours a day playing that. So um, I had to sell that. That's how I went. I won $20,000 in 2014. Mm. The same year I sold my Xbox and went to Millionaire Chess because... I knew that I was going to spend, if I wanted to no win money at this tournament, I exactly. Yep. I sold the TV and the Xbox and it hurt, but I won that money though. So I got, you know, that two, three times over, right? So that was well that ends. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But Mortal Kombat is fire. I was nice. And then I would go online, right? It's something else when, like, and I look at it at chess too as well, when people think they're nice at chess mm -hmm. until they go online and get destroyed. And that's what it was <laughs> for me. Yeah. For Mortal Kombat, I was like, okay, cool, man. I'm nice. I was using Raiden and I was like, so good. And at least against my friends and against maybe some training or whatever. Right. I got in there to the to the to the ranked. Oh my goodness, bro. I think I lost. <laughs> I think I probably won five and lost like 30. It was bad. It was so bad. I was wow. like, yo, this is I this not for me. Like I'm gonna just stick to chess. And then NBA, same thing. I tried the 2K and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna just stick to chess, bro. I'm gonna just stick to chess. <laughs> like this, like I'm good. I'm good with that. I'm good with chess. Yeah, I, I you know I, I always love Smash Brothers, and then and then you like watch like one online Smash Brothers match, and like okay, I know absolutely nothing about this yep. game. I'm gonna I'm go back good. to my in my Queen Pawn opening and right. figure out what what I can do with that. I am about to spend all that time <laughs> to get that good. That's just I, uh, insane. That's yeah. nuts. And you know, unlike unlike those games, you know, chess is like this pure skill, right? Like it's very it's very rewarding in some ways because yeah. you know your your study pays off. There's not like that. Um, sometimes there can be a random element, right, in other games, but right. Feels like that. That's less so. That's less so in chess, I guess I would say. Right, right. Yeah, yeah chess is. A, but of course, you you have to like it, and you also have to study. It is one that takes. In fact, I remember. I don't know where I got this from, but they said, uh, when you reach the level of grandmaster or master, I don't know if it was master or grandmaster, whatever they said mm. there. But uh, I'm pretty sure it's probably grandmaster. But what they say when you reach this level of playing it, that strength and level wise, it's equivalent to the study of two PhDs. So I was like, that's nuts. Wow. But. Wow. That is, I mean, I mean, shoot, I study six to eight hours a day. I mean, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. And I'm still like working. Like I'm still working on my game. You would think doing every day, like I actually use, uh, and this is like a cheat code that I'm telling everybody right here on this podcast. So if you're listening, definitely go grab this right now. And you can follow me on there, um, GM Canty on chessable.com. It's chessable. Mm -hmm. This is the main tool. In fact, let me pull it up. I have been on this site for how many days straight? So straight, I've been on straight. They give you a streak and you can see it. 590 day, 590 wow. days straight on wow. streak wise. That's streak, but I know without the streak, meaning like days without it, it's probably been over 700 days without the yeah. streak thing. 
this is just straight. I know. And, what do you I, What do you like about it? I mean, what What is the repetition uh, so part? Uh, yeah. Well, first things first. I always tell people, Magnus bought this site in October of last year. So that's to tell you something. This site been out ten years, mm. and Magnus has bought it. Magnus don't just buy something, you know. So with that being said, why did he buy it? It's because of how good it works. I remember in the last three years, I only been on this site three years, mm. and I couldn't break twenty four. I mean, I could. I would be around twenty four hundred blitz and no higher usually low higher than that and i was doing that for years i've been like 2350 2400 for like the last from like 2014 to like 2018 just yeah. not, no more just not getting higher then i found chessable and i started realizing this is actually when i started streaming in 2018 and i remember even looking at old streams when my rating was 2230 2240 mm -hmm. and i'm looking at the stream like yo that's gross compared to where i am now like that's 400 point difference in three years, what did I do? And I started, I was, I realized that, you know, I was using the free stuff on Chessable. Mm -hmm. And I started realizing, y'all remembering this stuff. It's because of the repetition that I did already. I used to do repetition, you know, over the board anyway on a 3D board. But yeah. it, it always takes the discipline of you going back to actually read the things yourself. And it's easier because Chessable tells you, hey, you got these to review. Come in here and review them. It's also faster because we own a computer. So I've read more books on Chessable than I have in 21 years of playing chess. I've got wow. over 100 books on this site. And uh, it's uh, it's nuts, but I've read all of them, most of them. And I've, I've, and I've and now I'm up to 2,600, my highest rating right now. On Is chess this like chess.com? Oh, chess24. Okay, I was yeah, going to ask. No, no, I got three different. I got like a lot of accounts because the reason being is because now that I'm playing different stuff and being better and getting stronger, you know, I have secret accounts. So uh, right. my goal You don't want to give away your... Correct, yeah, correct. My main totally account... My main account on Lee Chess is GM Canty. I've mm. gotten both of them to 2,600 plus. So now that oh. they both over 2,600, I'm done. Like, I don't, not that I'm done, but I'll come back to them later. But it just looks nice as they sit there both on Blitz and Bullet 2,600. Mm. So, um, I, but I was never able to touch that ever in life until I started using the Chessable tool. So, um, 2,600 is on Lee Chess. Now I got other accounts that I'm working to get those. Once I get everything to 2,600, then I'm going to come back. And then start going to 27 because my chest 24, I'm done with that account. I got the 2700 blitz on chest 24. I was like, that's nuts. I've never been there before. That's crazy. That feels good. Yeah. So now I'm going to go around to other sites and do 2700. And then, you know, we go until I just up every site. So you don't lose. The thing about having multiple accounts is that, you know, it feels good to get a new high on your rating. Yeah. But you're also going to lose the high on your rating if you keep playing or if you're not playing right or you're tired that day or you're just not seeing it. Maybe it's not your day. Maybe you go up 50 points and drop because of fatigue and like mm -hmm. under again. There's many factors. So it's good to have other accounts to play on. And as you get stronger, when you come back to that main account or the accounts that you want to grow again, you'll be even stronger than you were before you right. stopped on that account. So you, now you can just grow with ease as opposed to going back and forth on those accounts. So I have those. My uh, chess.coms are 2550. And I never go below like 2550. And that feels great. I'm like, okay, 2550, 2700 club in between there. <laughs> which is nice but that's chess, that's my zone right yeah. that's my zone that's my zone right now but chessable has helped me so much with this in fact i've learned so many more openings so mm. many more like everything my game has just 1000 percent improved all of my students i got over 100 students and all of them all of them have a chessable account every nice. single one that's a great recommendation um you know i i knew i i was aware of it 
And actually, I remember in the early days of Chessable, like checking it out a little bit, but it sounds like it's really evolved over the past maybe four or five years. Oh, yeah. It's going nuts. It's going crazy. And that's why Magnus bought it. And now you see it everywhere. And it's all the time where, you know, somebody tells you the tool, like, you should use this, but nobody actually uses it. And which is, uh, it's always like that. You know, like I I heard of Chessable. I actually, it says I've had an account since 2016. And I was like, bro, I didn't even, like, I I didn't know about a Chessable in 2016. Maybe I signed up and didn't know. That's exactly yeah. what happened. Cause like I signed up, didn't know, didn't care. And I'm like, no, nobody know about accessible. And then two years later, I started using it. But I was like, yo, I have an account. It actually says my account. What's the date on here? It say, hold on. I've had an account apparently since February 25th, 2016. But I know that I haven't used it. Like I started using it in 2018. So it's uh it's and it's been around, but now. This is the main tool I use. And there's ways you have to use it as well. So I got things where like I change the settings up so it's more realistic. You can also learn it better and faster. Certain things, certain openings based off of what you play, your style, things like that. And I tell my students, get certain tactics, books, this and that. Don't do this. Don't do that. Because I've been using it three years. So I know the ins and outs and everything about it. And this is uh, my main tool. I can even upload. Here's like the next level, right? Imagine, you know, I have 60 games that I played in the same opening. What I'll do is put them in a study. And then I'll chop them up. What I mean by chop them up is wherever the engine says that I should have done this, I delete everything out that I did from the game. So now the game is gone. And now I have to, this takes time because you have to do this for every game. And in every game, I actually have to go, you know, further. So if the engine, where I'm move five with the engine, because that's where I deviated or that's where he said I was better, then I will play that. But I actually have to go to like move 10. So I have to wait for the engine to do his depth thing for every single move, look at a few, check a few lines. Then when I'm done, when I'm finally done with that, I move to the next one, but I actually can upload that whole study or that whole uh, variation into Chessable and learn it through the repetition move trainer that they have. And now I know how to use my own game. I can remember it because the thing about analysis, people have problems with analysis because you can't remember your stuff. You analyze it and then 10 games later, you like, I forgot it. So on Chessable, it actually does repeats it for you. So like you have to actually do it three times. And then when you come back to it later, no matter what day of time or, you know, two days later, five days later, 100 days later, you always going to have something to review. So you can come in here and hit it again and hit it again and hit it again. And then I'll be more sharper at it. That's that the key to that. They say the mother of all learning is repetition. And I, I really, really believe in that. They say what is uh, talent beats or hard work beats talent when talent is not mm-hmm. working. Right. Yeah. So, you know, but hard work. And talent, that's even better, right? So that's mm-hmm. where I'm at. I know I've had talent, but the hard work is where, you know, I put the main focus in on the right areas. That's awesome. I mean, <clears throat> that that sounds like a, an incredible tool. You know, you mentioned you do teaching too, right? Yep. Um, would you say, like, your teaching, does it enhance your studying? Does it help you get better? Does it slow you down? No, what, teaching what do enhances. Think? It says teaching mm-hmm. is learning twice. So a lot of times, um, in fact, it's actually helped me create in a way which I'll be probably doing this uh, maybe in the future somewhere, but um, where every lesson, especially when it's the first lesson, I have a very set schedule and structure, mm-hmm. no matter where your rating is, until up to maybe like 2200, mm-hmm. where like, this is what we do. This is how we do it based off of this. I ask him a few questions every single time, blah, blah, blah. And I've seen it. Every single student improves. Every every student improves. They get better. And then even in the Discord where... Uh, um, all the students, it's like the hub I host. Yeah. Uh, I got like a thousand people in my Discord. So it's um, we'll have it's like a hub where we're all together. And some people are like, yo, thanks, Canty, for this today. I learned blah, 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 blah. 
I've been using it. I'm up 200 points or like I'm up nice. this or yeah. new tactics rating, blah, blah, blah. So it's, it's working. I know that it works um, because uh, I've been using this system for many students and it's been working over and over and over. So I just keep using it. And now, now, that, and now that it works for them, like even I apply my own things like, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to do this or in my own game. Like, why did I forget that? Or yeah. I'll even say what I teach my students, because literally that's exactly what I'm doing is giving them what I actually use. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. So, you know, um, James, you've, you've given us a lot of really great information tonight. And one thing that I'm really curious about, and I've, I've been, I've made sort of a personal goal to ask all of my streamers about this one. So if you wouldn't mind just dipping back in there for a little more uh, awesome, awesome uh, insight, uh, what, what advice would you give or what would you say to um, somebody who is, is listening to this and is thinking, man, you know, this sounds really cool. I kind of want to do that. You know, what, I want to get started in streaming. I want to get started in esports. I want to up my game. I want to improve. I want to reach my next, you know, rating goal, title goal, whatever it may be. What advice would you give to them? Um, well, number one is never give up. Never give up. That's number one. And number two, you actually have to have, well, actually, let's switch this around. Number one is focus. Uh, I remember actually, um, if you, if uh, some people may not be familiar with and some people will, but Bill Gates and Warren Buffett, there was a study that happened where they put them in separate rooms and they asked them, what is the number one thing? That you can give somebody for success and they both said the same thing but were not even didn't even know right about each other as answering the same question and the answer to that was focus so hmm. asking number one is focus so you have to have some focus of like what do you want goals wise where do you want to go because if you could focus then that's very good now you have you know the goal now you have to work on the goal and never give up of course but you have to have a focus because if you have like what does it say um the man chases two rabbits and you catch none in a way. So right, you, right. Want, you want you don't want to be, you know, for instance, me, social media wise, I focus on the platforms of Instagram, YouTube, mostly in order, Twitch or YouTube and Twitch, one or two, wherever, YouTube and Twitch, and then Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. But I don't use uh, Snapchat because I just don't be on there. So that's not a platform that I'm going to focus on even the, or TikTok. Like those are platforms I could go to. That's extra time and extra stuff that I just don't want to do. And it's not a focus point for me. So you want to have a focus point and literally drive on the focus point and really focus on it. Even in your chess game too as well. When I tell students and we find our style and after you find your style, we get openings based off your style. Now we're going to focus and see if we actually like this. And if it doesn't work for us, if it's not working, we're losing tons of games, we're not understanding, then we switch it up and see what else we could do after we, uh, after we do that. But it's focus, number one. And number two is never, like, don't give up. Just relentlessly work. After you find what the focus is, you have to relentlessly work on it. That's awesome. I, I think, you know, that that's really great advice in particular for students, you know, just having that, having that narrowness of purpose, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, just being able to, to focus your purpose, to focus, you know, your, what you're doing. Uh, I think that's fantastic advice. Yes, um, James, this, this was a lot of fun. I really appreciate you coming and, and, and sitting down with me and having a conversation. Um, I can't, I can't wait to, uh, to follow along, especially with that Akari stream you said you had coming up on Sunday for all of our listeners out there. Where, where can we catch you? Like, where do, where do we find you on social media, on YouTube, oh, on Twitch? Appreciate it. Definitely go to YouTube first. Cause I'm definitely trying to get those subscribers up to the big boy land and watch time and all that stuff. I'm over 8,000 now. We growing a lot. We usually like, uh, 500, uh, plus per month for subscribers, mm -hmm. but uh, we're trying to do way more, way, way more. We're trying to do that per day. So you can follow me YouTube. Um, you can literally just type in um, James Canty the third. I think it's youtube.com slash James Canty I, I, I. You could okay. also type in James Canty Chess on YouTube and it'll pop right up. 
but uh, or any like hyper accelerated dragon, you can type that in. I come up for that. I'm ranked pretty high on that. C3 Sicilian, I'm ranked. So, but James Canty Chess definitely is what you're looking for on YouTube or James Canty III. Now, Twitch is twitch.tv slash GM Canty. So always go by that because, of course, you put your goals in front of you because you have mm -hmm. more, uh, you have more, um, more desire and also more of a chance to reach them if they are actually in front of you. So GM Canty is my Twitch and uh, Twitch twitch.tv slash GM Canty, twitter.com slash GM Canty. Instagram is GM Canty. Awesome. And that's C-A-N-T-Y, James Canty. Right. Thank you so much for coming on. Dude, this was a lot of fun. I hope you enjoyed Appreciate it too. It, bro. Hey, man, I loved it, bro. I love doing these things, man. Then let me know when you need me back. I definitely will. I definitely will. All right. So for uh, National Master, soon to be Grandmaster, James Canty, uh, this is your host, Pete Carraganis. Thanks for listening. And James, we'll catch up with you soon. Sweet, bro. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Chess Underground, a U.S. chess podcast. Please check out our entire suite of podcasts, which release every Tuesday, and include Ladies' Night with Jen Shahad, as well as Chess Life cover stories and One Move at a Time with Dan Lucas. U.S. Chess would like to thank Jason Andre at Seven Season Films Photography and Media for a podcast production and editing. If you are starting your own podcast, visit www.sevenseasonfilms.com for consulting, production, and editing. Until next time, signing off, Pete Karyanis.